Hi, and welcome to Lit Service, where we are fans of fiction and purveyors of dodgy writing advice. My name is Caitlin, and if I had to eat my way through a wall made of an edible substance, it would be, I mean, from a practical perspective, it would be like ice, because I feel like I could do that easily. However, if it was from like an, things I actually like slash practical purpose, it would be like potato chips, because I feel like they would crumble really easily, and then you wouldn't have to yeah. eat very many of them. That's smart. I'm Aaliyah, and if I had to choose a substance, that's true. You have to think practically speaking, because if you do something you love, will you end up hating it mm-hmm. and just take the hit? Probably marshmallows. I could eat my yeah. way through a wall of marshmallows. That is so brave. <laughs> I would so, do it for the team. It just makes me think of chubby bunny contest. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I would win those. I, I would win those. I would not. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm Kristen, and I was thinking practically as well. I would probably eat through, like, you know that edible paper? Because that way it's really thin, and mm. it, it just won't fill me up at all. So... I think we that were also boring. We're like, well, if I actually had to eat through something. Okay, well, if it was like a choice of like, what is a flavor you want forever, <laughs> then I'm doing dark chocolate. But I think in reality, mm-hmm. I would gain like 20 pounds and vomit. So <laughs> we're going yes. with the paper instead. <laughs> Frankly, I'm sad that nobody mentioned like Velveeta cheese just for the disgusting factor. Oh, just imagine oh it like. Well, I feel like the Velveeta cheese, if you press your face against it hard enough, then somehow you'll just get through the wall without maybe even having to eat it. <laughs> that's true. Only press really hard. <laughs> I guess that's true. Cold Velveeta cheese. I actually, I honestly don't have that much experience with Velveeta cheese, but <laughs> I would assume that it's harder <laughs> when it's cold. You're grossing me out. <laughs> um I'm not sure if you can tell from our question, but today we want to talk about what uh, what we do as writers when we start hitting that uh, metaphorical wall we in our writing. We eat things. Yes, we we eat our um our Feelings. writer's block. Oh, because <laughs> that's actually what we're talking about. So the the big topic is what do we do with writer's block when and if it strikes? Which I mean, it does for everybody at some point, right? You know. I, that's actually an interesting thing because I swear that there are professional writers who say they don't believe in writer's block for X, Y, or Z mm-hmm. reason. So I'm not actually sure, sure that it does unless you're defining it as just like having a difficult time writing the next sentence. If you're talking about being totally stumped, I think that's a different thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think writer's block can come. I mean, I've had my moments of not believing in writer's block because I feel like there's a lot of discipline that goes into being a professional writer where you don't stop writing because either you have deadlines or because you know if you stop you'll lose momentum or like there's a lot of that that goes into that but I think that all of us just in our daily lives have things that might stop us or things that might stump us or reasons especially as a newer writer why we'd want to slow down or stop which is much more lethal as a newer writer. Some things that help me I like to change how I'm writing. Like I'll start trying to outline or write something out by hand um, or I will go to a different place and try and write there or I'll try outlining or doing something different like um, using sticky notes to make a new outline or draw a flow chart or make a storyboard with pictures. I try and change the medium I'm using that makes me see it in a different way and that helps sometimes. Yeah, just like pull yourself out of those cognitive paths that you've gotten stuck in, you know? Yeah. For me, I find that writer's block is something that really only happens if something in the draft I've already written isn't working. So 
if I'm stuck on a scene and I can't figure out what to do next, I, I usually just read over the past couple chapters until I can locate that issue. And, and for me, it's almost always a sign that something just isn't working. So my solution is to backtrack and to try again. Mm. I'm with you there. When I'm stuck, I love going back to my zero draft and making sure I'm on track for what I originally wanted to happen. We're talking large scale stuff. My my point of the story, the mood I want it to have, what I was excited about happening. And then if I have that fixed in my mind, oftentimes there is more than one way for me to get there. So if I'm stuck on, oh, I need her to break out of this building because that'll be really cool. And that will get me to my grand purpose Maybe I don't need her to break out of the building. Maybe I can find another way to get to that same grand purpose. I've had this problem a couple of times. And I think that one of the most difficult things is identifying what the problem is. Because if you're still drafting, sometimes you don't even, you haven't even identified what all of the story is going to be, if you're me anyway. Um, and and this happened on um, my first draft of Shadow of the Suns. I got stuck on like this really big place in the story like the midpoint where one of the characters almost dies and like I couldn't go any fa- farther even though I knew what needed to happen next because I hadn't resolved all of the emotional conflict around what was happening and so none of the characters like had any emotional like momentum because they all just stopped because I didn't know what they were going to do because I hadn't actually like how are they going to react to this huge thing and like I hadn't established it well enough yet for it to work and so just like Kristen saying I had to go back and fix it before I could even continue writing. How do you locate that thing that is the problem? That's such a difficult question. I think for me, something that I've done, and this might not work for everybody, is I try and cram all of the pieces that I already have down into like a plot structure. Like I like seven points plot structure, which gives you like a line for every aspect of your story. So you can have like seven points for one character and seven points for the next character and seven points for your romance plot. And then you can see how all the different plot points match up. And if I'm like missing something or if I'm uh, doing something at the wrong pace, sometimes I'll be able to catch it there. So I'm getting the sense that this might be a controversial opinion just from taking a look at our outline. But sometimes what works for me is just skipping past that scene and writing something (laughs) else. (laughs) You know, I've done something similar where like if a scene is really killing me, I'll put like in like square brackets so I can find it again, like something cool here and then just like skip a couple (laughs) paragraphs. But I I find that usually future Kristen really hates past Kristen for that. (laughs) I absolutely cannot do that because I feel like I I have to rely so much on like the emotional state of all of my characters that if I haven't written something, then I don't know where it's like they're standing in blank space for me. So like if I try to write things out of order, it is a disaster. However, I think that's something that works for a lot of people. I've heard a lot of people mention that if you're not filling a certain part of the story to move on to something else that you're more excited about. Aaliyah, do you just skip to like the next scene or just anywhere you feel like going or... Honestly, any of the above. Sometimes I just need to get the gears moving again. They're a little bit clogged up with, you know, chewing gum and TikTok reels. And just kidding. I'm too old to watch reels on TikTok. I watch them on Instagram. Reels are Instagram and it's TikToks on TikTok. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was a sheep in wolf's clothing. (laughs) I know lots of people who try to create um, 
momentum by like having daily goals. We've talked about that a little bit, but they also, I've seen people say like, I have to write to the kissing scene, which I'm excited about. I'm not super kissing scene excited person. However, there are some people who are like, that's the thing that I'm looking forward to. So if I finish the scene beforehand, then I can. So if you set goals for yourself like that and you're like, oh, I get to write this thing once I'm done with this difficult part, then sometimes that helps. And the great thing is as writers, when we're drafting, we don't have to make something perfect, right? So when we come to a problem, we can look at it from all different sides. We can turn it around. We can rip it apart till we find a way through. And we can even go back in time and plant the solution in the past. Absolutely. And something that actually helps me a whole lot is, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast several times because it makes me sound like I'm slightly deranged, but I like brainstorming not in front of my computer. I like going for a walk and talking to myself. So I am the neighborhood person who does that, but at least I'm talking to myself about real things and not whatever it is other people talk to themselves. I don't know. Or I'll talk out loud to my family members or I'll, I'll try and explain something out loud. And sometimes maybe that's in the same vein as like changing your medium where it changes your neural pathways so that it gives you a different way to approach the problem. Or like listening to a writing class where I'll hear like a suggestion. I'll be like, oh, that's perfect for my book that I'm struggling with, you know? I, I, this is so strange, but, uh, on like a commute to work or like if I'm stuck in traffic, I'll open up like the Otter app and just talk into it. So it's transcribing while I'm speaking and then I can go back and I gotta say it's terrible trying to write <laughs> out loud. It's really, really bad, but it usually like it does sort of stimulate new ways of thinking about problems, which is great. Absolutely. The other thing I would say is that if you're like me and scattered, it is helpful to me if I'm really feeling stuck on something to sort of go back and forth between two or three different projects at the same time, which is terrible and probably bad advice for a lot of people. But like if I get to a point where I'm like, I just don't know what to do next in this book, I'll switch to like my short story or a novella or like something else that's sort of on the back burner and spend time on that. I don't think that's a tenable solution if you're doing it under contract, but if you're not under contract, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> One of the few perks. Yeah. I think there are actually a lot of a lot of perks to just writing for the sake of writing and having a little bit of say over where you're spending your time is definitely a huge one. I think most writers have, like even the ones under contract, have the project that they want to work on, which is hopefully the one that they're contracted for. But they also have the secret project that they're working on that's fun because it doesn't have anybody else's fingers in it yet. Uh, the only thing left to say really is, Caitlin, what is the point of this episode? I think the point is to take a step back to try and look at your story and see if it's going the direction you wanted it to, to see uh, where the problems are so that you can fix them and go forward without feeling like you need to stop, um, to try and change the way you're looking at it by either talking out loud or by looking at something that makes you see it in a different way. Um, and those are probably, or taking a rest. I don't think any of us said that. That's kind of what Kristen said, taking a break from what it is. Take a rest if you need to and don't feel bad about it. Be kind to yourself. Absolutely. If you enjoyed today's show, remember to follow and leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform and tell your friends. We'd love to hear from you. You can reach us at litservicepodcast at gmail.com or learn more on our site at litservicepodcast.wixsite.com slash litnation. You can also find special stenciled editions of books from our guests on our store there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in two weeks. <laughs>